Welcome to Cat Ladies in the Making with me, Christina. And me, Christina. We'll be discussing our experiences surrounding fitting in or not, female topics, health, and everything in between. Why, Cat Ladies? Stay tuned to find out. Hello, and welcome back to our podcast. Um, it's January. And we are talking about adoption today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first, because this might be more of a heavy topic, but also because this is our structure, um, <laughs> has anything happened to you recently? Um, another year, another spider gay story. You're joking. No. Oh my God. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I might go and get some therapy for like arachnophobia. Um, <laughs> So I was doing the recycling, mm-hmm. and as I was placing like the cardboard boxes into this bag, there was this huge fucking spider on the wall right let, behind okay, it. Okay, I also hate spiders, but let's just discuss how big in terms of coin sizes, please. This was big. <laughs> but what is big? It was bigger than a 50p pence piece. What? <laughs> yeah, it was like... A really big <gasps> body and really big legs. Oh it God. was huge. Oh and God. it was like on the wall, right behind the bag. Was it a thick one? Yeah. Oh <laughs> exactly. So, good. so I panicked and just ran. And then I was like, no, don't be silly. Like, you need to do your cycling. It's just the spider. But every time I tried to go like anywhere near that bag, I just, it was like, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like, I just thought, I'll grab the bag and, like, run. But I couldn't even go near the bag. So what I ended up doing was getting a broomstick. (laughs) (laughs) And I threaded the broomstick through the handles of the bag. (laughs) And then pulled the bag towards me. But what about the spider? The spider was in the wall, so I didn't have to go round. I didn't have to go near it. But what happened to it? You left it there? Uh, yeah. It's outside. I haven't got... Oh, outside. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Inside, sorry. Oh, no. If it was inside, this would be a very different story. <laughs> <laughs> God. I don't know what I'll do when there's a huge spider inside. Um, but yeah. someone? Yeah, I've bought that raid thing, but I feel really bad with it because I think it, like, paralyzes the spider before it kills well, it. How does that work? You just spray it and it dies. Oh. Yeah. I don't feel good about using it, but I just can't... I just can't deal with spiders. Yeah, me neither. So, um, yeah, that's that's my new sp- <laughs> spider story for 2023. <laughs> How about you? Um, well, we recently started watching The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, my God. And... Okay. <laughs> Yes, it is absolutely horrific, yeah. obviously. It's also, the whole concept is ridiculous when you think <laughs> about it. Um, for people who don't know... Yeah, for people who don't know, this is like post-apocalyptic. Um, women no longer... Well, not many women can have children. So mm-hmm. there's like this crisis of not being able to have children. So they then create this weird like state where um, some women who are fertile and have sinned in the past they are handmaids so they are literally like there to bear children for women who can't okay yeah that's the the whole thing basically Mm -hmm. so it's basically rape um they get raped once a month and so on but also this series has five seasons so when we started watching it we were like yeah we've got something to watch finally again and uh what we've ended up 
ended up doing is we we now fast forward through most of the episodes <laughs> what why i don't know there's a lot of like gazing and a lot of like <laughs> a lot of slow stuff then there's like a birthing scene that goes on for like 10 minutes where we're just like yeah okay she's fucking having a kid i don't need to see her pushing out for 10 minutes oh um yeah there's there's a lot of you are the <laughs> only person i've ever known like that would ever speak to where they'd be like this is a really dramatic thing let me just fast forward through it <laughs> we get so fed up and the, the worst thing sorry for anyone who's trying to watch this because i'm gonna spoil it but the worst thing about this whole show is that this main character is trying to escape and we just know that every time she tries to escape it fails so at the end of each season, I'm like, oh my god, we're t- gonna just try and watch another failed escape here. <laughs> well, why? Why have you carried on like watching it slash fast forwarding it? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's now a thing. I can't give up. I've, I've committed. So, how far are you? Into... Season three, I think. When did you start? Two weeks ago. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when we start. Yeah, we started. I think two weeks or three weeks ago. I oh can't remember. my god yeah okay this also tells you that there's currently nothing else to watch and taskmaster has lost its charm for me i think the tasks are so shit now they're so basic i'm still carry i'm still catching up because i watch it with my (laughs) mum. so yeah i kind of wait for her to watch it but then there's not like even like this whole latest season is just like very like Really, these tasks are just so simple. Like the one with the toilet roll in the bin? Yeah. Yeah. So I simple. thought they'd be more into... Like, I thought they were going to do it and then afterwards be like, this Something is the else. second part of the task. Yeah. yeah There's like zero thought gone into it. And I think it's because he, Alex Horn, has got his own show, which is terrible, by the way. Oh, I haven't seen it. He was probably busy writing the shit and <laughs> someone else is doing the tasks and it's just awful. Oh, I've still been enjoying it. But again, it's like one of those where it's just an easy show, isn't it? It so is. So when you're like, you just want something funny to watch that you don't have to concentrate or think about. It's, it's true. Yeah. But I do know what you mean. But again, I haven't like seen all the episodes, but they still make me laugh. Yeah. Um, so that's what happened to us. Yes. And a bit of TV. Uh, <laughs> and now we get into the, the real stuff. Yes. Okay. So... I've been looking at um, an organisation called Coram Banff, which stands for British Association for Adoption and Fostering. Mm-hmm. For Adoption and Fostering, I can yeah. say it. Okay, so I was looking at some key statistics, right? Mm-hmm. For some reason, they don't have March, up to March 2022 available. Okay. So I've only got up until March 2021. But first of all, there's been an ongoing decline in adoption rates since 2015 okay and in 2021 it was like the lowest it's been for like 20 21 years how much how many adoptions because i've got a figure as well but it's from september so what i've found is there was like eighty thousand eight hundred fifty kids put into care within like march 2019 to march 2021 80 000 put into care Put into care, but that doesn't mean adopted. No, no, no. Yeah. And then, so 71%, so that's 57 kids, 
were then living with foster carers and only 3%. Yeah. So it amounted to, in the end, 2,870 yeah. kids being, like, yeah. placed in an adopt, like, being adopted. Yeah. Which I think is unbelievably low. Yeah. 2,870 yeah. kids. I, I was shocked as well because I've got a very similar figure. Yeah. Like, around the 2,000 mark. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, that's insane. It is, isn't it? Yeah. And, because it then broke it down, it said... 89% of those kids, so quite a lot, 2,550, were adopted by couples. Mm-hmm. 11%, 310, by single adopters. Okay. And then only 16%, which is 470 kids, were adopted by same-sex couples, which I also oh. found quite shocking because I would have thought there would be more kids being adopted by, like, you know, same-sex yeah. couples. Yeah. But that is actually a really low figure. Yeah, very low. I thought that would have been in the thousands. Yeah. But it's 470. Like, it's That's really... Nothing. Yeah, it's not much at all. No. Um, people that have more Facebook friends than that. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, what do you... Is there... A, <laughs> I don't know what really the question is here, but do you think... What do you think might be the reason for the decline? The the twenty twenty one one. Mm. The, um, you could say you could argue maybe like COVID might have impacted some of it. Yep. Potentially, people are like the uncertainty and all of that. That there was such a decline, or that it was the lowest in twenty years or something. Yeah, yeah, twenty one years. But I think in general. I, it might be the I'm not I don't know anything about this, but it might be that people are more using IVF more mm. that it's becoming more of a thing, or it might also be I don't know actually yeah. that I, I have no explanation because people are definitely not more fertile than they were. That would be a reason for me. That would be a key reason if you are if you can't have your own. To adopt one. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But then... But also, people are tending to have more kids when they're a bit older now. Yes. So you would think, like, you know how it's for women, especially their fertility becomes less and less the older yeah. they get. So in a way, I would have thought that, again, adoption would have gone, would Up. have increased because there would be less people being able to have but, children in the traditional way. Yes. However, then there's the whole freezing eggs thing. Yeah. Which um, we get to later because there's a whole argument about Jennifer Aniston. Yes. Um, But yeah, so I I agree. I think that potentially the the ways to have children if you have fertility issues are more advanced now Mm. or have become more advanced. And that's why people choosing those routes rather than adopting. Mm. yeah it's quite shocking and it said that on average it takes almost two years for a child to be placed in an adoptive home which is so long it is very long yeah but also what I looked into which really interested me personally is like because I for some reason I don't know why I had this misconception that if you are fertile that you can't adopt a child. I don't know why I had this weird like oh, theory okay. that um, you have to have certain 
like qualities to be able to adopt a child but actually looking at the website it's yes you have to be a certain age Mm -hmm. and um you have to they check you in the sense that do you have a space big enough to actually home a child and can you take care of a child essentially yeah right um but there is nothing in the and you need to have stopped your infertility treatment so if you were doing ivf or anything like that you you have to have stopped it because i think and i don't know the reason again but i think i can imagine that if it somehow works whilst you're in the adoption process you might then say okay you might back out yeah Yeah. that's interesting though as well that like for to be able to adopt a kid you have to go through these checks right to say are you able to take care of this kid and do you have a big enough space? But actually, if you wanted just to have a kid in like yeah. traditional means, there's no checks. It's yeah. just like, have a kid. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't, it doesn't matter like whether or not, you know, because maybe you're not mentally stable enough or maybe you don't, I don't know. There's many reasons that people, in my opinion, shouldn't have kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting that if you want to adopt, it's like, oh, you have to go through these barriers. Yeah. Exactly, because mm. also the whole, the a big one is obviously having the space mm. to have a child. Because if you're in like a studio flat, that's not good enough, right? But as you said, like the couple, no, not a couple now, they've split up. But the people living opposite us with two kids in a smaller flat than ours, yeah. they didn't have to go through any checks to buy this flat to have the kids there. And they definitely don't have enough space for two kids. Mm. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I think the same checks should apply for <laughs> for people who have their own, really. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. For the kids' sake. Um, and my, my question to you would be, do you think that, and this is the very obvious one, that you could love an adoptive child, an adopted child, as much as you would love it if it was your own? A hundred percent, yes. Because the way I see it is, let's say even when you take into like an account meeting someone who then becomes your partner. Yes. You, I mean, I hope you're not blood related. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you meet them at whatever age. So you've not like seen them grow up and whatever, yeah. but you love them and you want them in your life and everything. So I then think like taking care of a child who is your responsibility and you're going to be guiding them through the, your, their life. I don't see how you cannot love them like your own kid. Yeah. I, I just, I think people who think differently, to be honest with you, are just a bit uh, stupid. <laughs> like ignorant. Yeah. Um, and I think like, it's interesting because I've spoken to like quite a few, um, there's a couple of mums that I know and they have their own kids. And they've said that they were up for looking into adoption. But then their male partner mm. didn't want to look into it. And they were like, oh, and their argument was it's not the same. It's not, they wouldn't be my kid. Yeah. But it's odd because if anything, I would think that a woman would argue that. Because. Yes, because. Technically, them- that, like you would think, oh, when you're like bearing a kid and you're pregnant for nine months and you're giving birth and you potentially yeah. breastfeeding afterwards, those are all like bonding moments, right? Yeah. So I could. I actually understand more if a woman said it's not the same yeah. compared to a man. And I just, again, if, if, I, if I was with a guy and he said that to me, I just think I'd lose like some respect for him. Yeah. 
because I'd be like, of course you can love any child. Like, yeah, they would be your family. They would be your kid. Yeah. And also it takes into account, like, when you think, um, say, say with same-sex couples, and let's say, like, they go through surrogacy or mm-hmm. IVF, technically it's only one of their eggs or one of their sperm, right? Yeah. And even if you took it in turns and you had two, three children, that parent isn't then going to be like, well, that kid isn't mine because it's not my egg or it's not my sperm, therefore yeah. I don't love that kid as my own. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. That yeah. doesn't happen. <laughs> It is absolutely insane. Yeah, so I just think, yeah, it's a hundred percent. I'm. Would you connect with the kid as much? Possibly not. But actually, that's not even a certainty with your own biological kids. There must be loads of parents out there who have kids, and then for some reason or another, you just don't seem to bond as well, or yeah, yeah. So you just don't get on, or you have very different ways of thinking and, and whatever. So again, I wouldn't say that's to do with adopting. I just there's just different characteristics, and yeah, it doesn't always gel, does it? No, exactly. So yeah, I think yes. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I'm assuming you agree. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. And just for the very fact that to give you an example, my whoever, like the person I refer to as my granny, is in no shape or form biologically re- related to me because she was my she's my granddad's second wife okay so she married my granddad but she's not related to me whatsoever but she was there for me every day yeah so i grew up with her being my granny yeah so that doesn't but because she's not related by blood i don't think like (laughs) of her as less of my granny if that makes sense yeah of course so uh, i could say i could see the same thing happening between mother and child yeah absolutely I agree, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I agree. I think people who think differently are a bit stupid. Yeah. Because, and I give, also I give that same example when we talk about, um, when I talk with, uh, with James about this, I said the very fact that people have a partner, that's the, you, you need to <laughs> yeah. think that way. As a, exactly. You, you love that person, don't you? <laughs> yeah. You're happy to have a child with that person. You must love that person. Yeah. It would actually be really interesting if they could have, like, an anonymous survey mm. where, like, for parents who have both, where they've adopted and they've got their own biological, to kind of ask the question, like, hey, do you love the kids, like, the same? Yeah. But, and also, do you feel more of a bond one way or another? Because, again, it could potentially be that, actually, they've got a closer bond with the adopted kids yeah. than their own biological child. Yeah. Again, it's just how things work out would you consider adopting an older child not just a baby because that's obviously what everyone thinks about when they say okay i personally wouldn't want to adopt a baby (laughs) (laughs) i just for me i don't want to be pregnant i don't want to and i don't actually want to do the whole um nappies and dribble and sick and teasing i just don't want it like for me if i can cut all of that out Great. I would personally want like an 18 months slash two-year-old. Yeah, okay. Preferably. And then I think they're like still, you know, quite young and X, Y, Z. But yeah, I'll explain a bit better because I think the it like it's a bit more challenging with an older child mm. because you don't know what they've gone through. Yeah. So, and A, it's like they, 
potentially know who their parents are. They like might have been living with their parents for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. So then I think for that kid as well, it's really difficult for them then to view you ever properly as mum and dad mm-hmm. because they've got their own mum and dad. Yes. And, you know, when they're like taken away, I think they'll always, in a sense, maybe resent you even though you're not you're not the person who's like made that happen yeah i just don't you know i could imagine there being quite a few arguments where it's like but you're not my mum yeah and them kind of wanting to find their mum and dad because i think whatever happens like you you always love your own parents don't you yeah but also yeah like if they've grown up in like a violent household or they've been exposed to drugs from a young age or i don't know they've been sexually assaulted I think you really need to grasp like how it's impacted them mm-hmm. and then if you can actually deal with that because yeah. it's, there'd be so many challenging times and I think maybe there would be times as a parent I'd be then thinking oh my god I've got all of this I'm dealing with and actually I'm, I'm not the one who caused it but I'm having to like deal with the consequences yeah I would be a bit more hesitant with yeah adopting an older kid but I think I don't know how it all works. I assume you would maybe meet them before. Yeah. And I think, again, if you feel a connection with a child and you think, actually, I want this, like, this is my family. Yeah. But I think it, I would be more open to adopting someone younger. Because, again, a two-year-old, even if they've been raised in, like, a violent household, they're not going to... It's not... They won't have experienced it as long and they won't know yeah. so much. Whereas someone who's older it's been like years of whatever Mm -hmm. or again it could be like a kid who's gone like through three or four foster families and they don't like there's not that stability yeah i don't know it's a difficult one yeah it's a very difficult one but you would would you consider an Um, older kid i sort of agree with you on the fact that um i don't trust my own capability of dealing with something like that um but my my question is more like then what's the solution for those I know. kids? So I think there needs to be like people who can actually deal with kids because that's almost like a psychological thing. Like you've got to have some qualifications to be able to take someone like that in and help them in the right way. Yeah, because they need to like in a way you've got to help them unlearn those behaviors yeah. and be like actually that wasn't. A, nat- a normal or positive way of living yeah um and yeah you've kind of then got to teach them what is acceptable yeah but i don't it's yeah it's hard because it, that's the thing what does actually happen to them yeah i presume that nothing really that they go through foster families until they're about 16 18 and then yeah they're on their own yeah which, which is, is horrible very very sad yeah and what about a younger kid? Would you be more <laughs> up for adopting young? And how young would you go? Um, I Yes, I would, considering that I would take the step and actually want yeah. to be a full-time parent because you don't get a fucking day off. Um, then I would go... I don't know. Yeah, I think, like... Oh, I don't know. There's no age that I like, really. <laughs> but five. <laughs> I, I I kind of agree with you on on the whole 
um, nappy thing. Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Equally, I don't want them when they're three, because that's also horrible. <laughs> and then you're already into all the child territory. <laughs> so in theory, yes, okay, I would consider adopting, obviously, because it's better than having my own, because I don't want to go through labor and all of, all of the things. And I would probably have to bite the bullet and go as early or as young as possible for the reasons that I don't trust myself with a damaged child. <laughs> But I would hate every single minute of it. So I would probably not adopt at all. You know what? If you could adopt, like, in The Queen's Gambit, right, that the main character, she gets adopted at, like, I don't know, 14. Mm-hmm. But she's, you know, like, there's... She, she's into chess. <laughs> she's not a troublemaker. <laughs> like, and nothing awful has happened to her. Um yeah, I mean, that would be I great. Think, that would be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, come into my life. <laughs> Welcome. I think I would, I would actually five years old, if they are not from a troubled background, etc. that something that I can actually handle as well. Yeah. Um, then yes, that would be probably the perfect, because three is, is not for me. Like that yes, age when they're like crawling everywhere and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> But these, this is coming from two people who don't want kids. So. Yeah, so take it with a pinch of salt, obviously. Yeah. Um, and do you know anyone who has adopted a child or anyone who has actually been adopted? So there's two family friends who've adopted. Mm-hmm. And one couple, they literally, I think they got a phone call and they were like, we have a baby and she was okay. six months old. Yeah. So they got her very, you know, very, very young. Yeah. However, there have been issues in the sense of uh, the family then have been trying to get her back. Oh, really? Yeah, which I didn't know was... But can they? Cause... No, but I think they were then trying to find her. Um, so the couple of, are very, like, cautious with photos, mm-hmm. with her name, like, being used anywhere, because ultimately this family are, like, now trying to track her down. But I, I don't know the backstory of why she was taken... And what's happened. But again, I guess it's that fear that you wouldn't necessarily have with your own biological kid of like, oh, someone might come and take her away. Unless you're in The Handmaid's Tale, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or unless, you know, you're, you've got serious issues that yeah. your kid might have to go into care. Yeah. But they had to obviously deal with that. That's horrible. Yeah. But I think, so is it true, do you know, that when you give your child up for adoption you kind of say that you you give away the right to look for them the child has to want to look for you i I don't know if you i think you're meant to like yeah it's meant to be like you cut it off and like as in yeah you're not meant to like get in contact yeah it is meant to be once they're an adult once they're like 18 or if they want to look for you beforehand i think they can yeah but yeah i don't think you're meant to like try and get in touch yeah. So I think that's what, like, I mean, they've still got her. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't think they, I don't know if they had to go to court or anything, but ultimately, like, she is their child. Yeah. But again, the stress that must have gone with it. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know, like, it was a couple, of, like, two, three years later where this whole thing came out. Oh, okay. So they'd been, like, raising her, and then it's like, oh, by the way, this is happening. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, so yeah, they've adopted her from six months. Fine, 
But then there's also another family member, and they adopted an older kid. Mm-hmm. And how old are we roughly? I talking? think she was like eight. Okay. But they've like had struggles. Sh- struggles. Yeah. yeah. Because again, I don't. I'm not. No one ever tells me like the background. But she's like been quite troublesome. However, you could argue, like with most parents, again. If your kid gets into, like, the wrong crowd at school, yeah. it completely changes their, like, attitude and behaviour, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's a bit of a handful. But ultimately, we've all been a bit of a handful. Yeah, and I think... Are they from London? Yeah. Yeah, you're always going to have that problem in London, I think. Yeah. Um, in this day and age, where, yeah. sort of like, cocaine is just, like, you know, blow your nose kind of thing um, it's it's just like common every, I think like every child right now who lives in London is fucked up um, and there's a the problem is as well it's like really over sexualized yeah absolutely um yeah so but again like when you speak to the parents they're just like yeah she's a handful but I wouldn't change it oh okay so well, yeah however now this prop cropped up on Instagram and oh, on Facebook this yeah. week with okay. the whole Jennifer Aniston thing. So the backstory to that is the headline was something like, "Oh, the road to the baby making road was a hard one for me." Yeah, and obviously she's she's now like she can't have a child. Yeah, and she headline was she she wished someone had told her to freeze her eggs because she tried everything. She tried like IVF and she tried like um like chinese teas anything you can think of she tried and everything failed essentially and i'm just like have you tried adoption if you really wanted a child uh, why didn't you just adopt one you qualify <laughs> you've got enough money you can <laughs> you've definitely got enough space <laughs> you've got enough space and you have that kind of status where you can pick a child essentially yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i agree but this is the thing, it's the kind of question of maybe she views it as, but it's not my kid. And fine, fair enough, that's how you feel. But then if you're going to put everything and say, I really want a kid. I, again, to me, I, just, I don't understand why you wouldn't then adopt. Like, I just yeah. can't understand it because I, there's so many, that's the thing. There's so many kids out there that need adopting. When you think like these figures are just the UK, that's not worldwide. Yeah. She could have made such a difference to some child's yeah. life. Yeah. And then for some reason it's... Because like, even now, why doesn't she adopt now? Or is she, yeah. is, is she too old? I, to adopt? I don't know. Is there an age limit? I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't I mean, think she, she's not ancient either. She's, she, she, <laughs> you know, she's uh, what, in her like late 40s or early 50s. Yeah, and I'm sure I saw a woman on first dates and she adopted and she was like in her 50s. Yeah, that's fine. But yeah... And all this time, you know, that she was trying, like, after she's done, like, after she's basically been told, okay, you can't have children, she could have, like, initiated the process straight away of adopting one. And I just, when people say, I really want a child, but I don't want to adopt one, that's when I'm kind of like, do you really want a child? Or do you want to spread your, you know, your DNA? Yeah. Is it that? Yeah. Because if you really want a child, does it really matter if, you don't push it out yourself out of your own vagina. <laughs> you can really have one. Exactly. And she, that's the thing, like that, my 
mum and dad's friends. They got a child at six months old. Yeah. So you've got a baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you've got a baby. And does it really matter that you don't breastfeed them? Probably not, because even when you have a natural... Yeah, no, Not no. everyone breastfeeds. Not everyone. Like, my mum didn't. Another thing is, even with the whole IVF and whatnot, like, even if she froze her eggs, she yeah. doesn't know necessarily the sperm. Yeah. Like, I know you get a profile, but I'm just saying, you don't know the person. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't know their temperament, for example. Like, hey, maybe they've got a really bad temper, and that's going to pass on to the kid yeah. or whatever. So, again, it's only, like, you know half of the DNA really your your side her side but you don't know the guy is like yeah all in all so again with adoption it's like but again with sperm banks I think that is like a minimum level requirement I mean not yeah. any old person can go and donate yeah. that sperm yeah, yeah, yeah. right but you can I'm sure you can look into the families of who you're adop- like where your child yeah who you're adopting from yeah and also there's this whole like nature nurture thing because mm-hmm. I think like just because you have your child with your loved one you know uh, it doesn't mean that that child's gonna turn out great no and this is the thing with the whole nurture nature when you look at twins mm-hmm. they are so generally their personalities are so different yeah. right and when you think like with brothers and sisters in general there's quite a few years gap even if it's two or three so whatever's happening in your family home and school life, mm-hmm. like, can really change. So again, like, if you're two and a six-year-old, but your parents are going through a divorce, of course it's going to impact the six-year-old more than the two-year-old. Yeah. However, with twins, they're going through everything at the same time, and yet they're still so different. Yeah. And I think, I personally think every kid is born with a certain type of character. Mm-hmm. And then as they're being raised, it will either draw like bits of their character out or like yeah push them back in type of thing. <laughs> like yeah. they'll either develop more in certain areas or not. So but I just think yeah the character will will be there. Like you'll get people who are a bit more boisterous and you'll get people who are a bit more quiet and calm. Yeah. And I just think that's the way they are. Yeah. Um but yeah like if you're raising a kid again from a very young age, yes, they might have certain qualities that come through because of their parents. But I think how you raise them, how you yeah. nurture them, will yeah. then have more of an effect. Yeah, I agree. Unless it's like some genetic obviously. disease, obviously fine. Like, yeah, yes, yeah. that's completely different. But in terms of like personality and yeah, yeah. their morals, their beliefs, etc., that's yeah. I think on what happens with the parents and their friend, their friendship group. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we're bringing it back to humor. I don't know if this is particularly humorous, but it's just a question. Yeah. So if you could create anything. Oh yeah. Time issue, money, nothing, not a problem. What would you create and why? I'm glad that uh, Christina has sent this question through yesterday. And I thought, oh my god, what kind of a question is that? And then instantly, I had an idea. Um, so I would create something yes. that would literally measure everything automatically for people. <laughs> so it would measure how much you eat in terms of calories and all of that, obviously, because mm. I'm fitness, I'm a fitness freak. Yeah. But also I would um, have body weight, body fat percentage, sleep recovery. I would have everything measured 
because that way no one can bullshit themselves anymore <laughs> you know you have five drinks yeah that's your 700 calories uh-huh okay yeah. so yeah you'd go down the fitness route yeah i'd go down the fitness or health route. health, health so route, yeah. if someone like smokes it will like tell you exactly where your lung is at <laughs> when are you gonna get lung cancer you know it would project yeah it, i mean i think it would be really helpful it would actually as well if people had like an std it would just show them you've yep. got an std and yep. if you were going to go to bed with someone you'd be like they've got an std yeah or you could um have stuff like um birth control on there as well so you can say ah. okay you are not fertile yeah. right now or you're fertile mm, that'd be really good actually everything just think the whole package <laughs> okay yeah that would be helpful it would make my job obsolete. Well, no, not really because no. my job is about behaviour change. But yeah. Um, yeah. It would make it easier. It would make it easier when people Poor say, people. I'm eating 1,200 calories. I'd be like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. yeah. What about you? I would create something where you could put in the exact amount of time you want to sleep and you just sleep. Oh, that's a good one. It would be like revolutionary. That. Yes. And imagine like if like as a parent, you could um, put it in for your kids. So you could be like, okay, <laughs> my kid is going to bed at eight and I, want, I don't want them to be waking up in the middle of the night. Yeah. They get up at 6 a.m. or 6.30, whatever time. Yeah. And everyone would just imagine how nicer the world would be because no one would ever be tired. And if you just need a nap, you'd just be like, yeah, half an hour, done. <laughs> There'd be no insomnia. There'd be none of this, like, jet lag. You'd just yeah. be like, put it in. I want 10 hours sleep. I want 7 hours sleep. However much. And you just, is... just sleep. That is amazing. <laughs> Combined with my one as well, it would tell you how many hours sleep you need. Yeah. It'd be yeah. great. Oh, my God. Someone should make that. I know. I'm waiting. <laughs> Hopeful. Yeah, so no one would ever have to use the, uh, you know, I'm tired excuse ever again. You just won't feel tired. Yeah. I mean, maybe physically exhausted for some stuff, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But not tired. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. And any final brainwave? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What month is it? It's January. January. Uh, (laughs) What month is it? <laughs> My final brainwave would be uh, no, I don't. <laughs> okay, for the final brainwave, uh, we don't have anything. So what we're asking you is, if you have any topics, let us know. And also, if you want us to repeat last year's episode, not repeat the same thing, but do something for Valentine's. So something romance related. Mm. Yeah, so let us know uh, what you want to hear. Yeah.